everyone, this is Curtis. Welcome to Writing Comics episode 28. This one is going to be about fulfilling your Kickstarter. This will be the last Kickstarter one for a few episodes. I know I've been talking about that a lot lately just because it's been consuming me. Uh, I've already had two Kickstarters like in the past, I don't know, five months or whatever. So it's just been on my mind a lot. What I've even probably been doing more than even writing is just getting all this Kickstarter stuff ready. So it's what I'll talk about for now. Um, I did figure out a schedule for this uh, podcast that I think will work out. I'm going to do as a bi-weekly podcast um, and then a week early on Patreon. This week's a little off because of the holidays, 4th of July last week. I was out of town. This episode's only up a few days early, but normally it'll be on Patreon a full week early and then uh, iTunes and everything else a week after that. And then this episode is brought to you by my Kickstarter. I have a live Kickstarter right now for Beastlands Issue 2. Um, let's see how much is it at the goal this time was a little more 7,000 and it's a little shorter 26 days so it's like five days shorter than the last one and right now today there's 13 days left we're at like 5,200 so we're almost there um, but you can check it out at beastlandscomic.com you can get both issues there and it's also brought to you by my patreon patreon.com slash Curtis Curtis with a C and then C-L-O-W is the last name I know Patreon is kind of hard to grow as a writer. I see a lot of uh, artists that have success with it. So it's something new for me, trying to grow it and uh, keep posting stuff there. It's kind of fun. It's like a little blog. I post my scripts there, pitches. That's like the creator club. And then we do like a monthly Q&A. And then you can read my comics early there. You can get your name printed in the back of self-published books as a Patreon producer. And then I have a few mentoring slots uh, available. So you can check that out, patreon.com slash curtisclow. And then also, yeah, you get the podcast early. So before I talk about um, fulfilling your Kickstarter, there's some stuff I did at the end of my last Kickstarter for Beastlands Issue 1 that just like saved me a ton of time and really helps out in the fulfillment side that I really want to talk about. But I, I forgot some stuff last episode for kind of that uh, during your Kickstarter phase. So here's a few more, uh, more like advanced techniques for during your Kickstarter. One is a custom domain, which is more advanced because you have to uh, like make a website on I mean I just use Squarespace and you have to buy a domain that's how I get beastlandscomic.com to forward to it but it helps having that pretty domain that pretty link to use on social media and stuff like that so it is more advanced you are going to have to pay that like yearly domain fee and that monthly uh, service but I mean you could cancel like the Squarespace membership after your Kickstarter is done for me I didn't even bother because I, I'm doing so many Kickstarters have so many planned my last one was just a few months ago so I just kept it active but that's not uh, that's not that hard to set up, and I, I do think it's something that helps uh, having like a pretty shareable link like that. Not a huge difference, but it helps. It's more advanced. Um, another quick tip for during and sharing Kickstarter, and that kind of goes in with that pretty link, is on like Twitter or Reddit or anywhere else that you share it. I recommend sharing like on Twitter, like posting actual pictures, not just the link. Um, and then sh- like you can put that beastlandscomic.com link into the, the tweet. So, so let's use Twitter as an example. And people are going to be more likely to like retweet that and share that rather than just a link to your Kickstarter. Like you're actually posting a preview of like you can put four images on Twitter. I mean, and plus you can make like a thread of extra tweets of more previews. But when people see that, um, see those actual images, that's going to be way more likely that they're going to retweet it and share it, which is good for you. That- it's going to get more eyes on your Kickstarter if that shares organically. Like like my first uh, Kickstarter for Beastlands number one, uh, that 
I put out a preview of, you know, four preview pages, the covers, all of that stuff. And that one got retweeted like maybe over 200 times, which is like the most popular tweet I've ever had. And then for Beast Lens 2, it's already over 80 retweets and stuff. So that stuff helps for sure. I actually got a lot of backers from Twitter on the first Beast Lens. Not so many this time. So it's like, it's interesting to compare it. Which goes into my next tip is Google Analytics and generating tags on Kickstarter. So first, Google Analytics, there's when you're making your Kickstarter, you can set that up early, putting in your Google Analytics code so you can track everything. And then when you go to that on the site, you can actually see like who's on it real time, where are they at, where are they located when they're like looking at your site, what referred them there. And, uh, and that's really important stuff to learn from your Kickstarter, learn what was like successful and what didn't work out because after the Kickstarter, you can see how many people actually like visited your um, Kickstarter page within however long your Kickstarter was. That's like a really important statistic to know your conversion rate, to know what ads worked, uh, like what social media worked, how did people find your Kickstarter? That's important stuff. And then generating tags, you go, uh, if you have a live Kickstarter, you can go to your dashboard and you can click generate tags. Like you could put one as like email list, one as a Facebook ad, and that will uh, generate a special link that uh, refers back to that. And then um, along with Google Analytics, there's uh, generating a custom uh, URL, which is kind of like a part of Google Analytics. Like I said, this stuff is a little more advanced, but it's it's easy to do. If I could figure it out, you can just Google it or you can ask me. But it's, uh, you go to like a URL builder, which is a part of Google Analytics. You put in that custom, uh, you put in that custom URL from the generated tag Kickstarter into the URL Google Analytics page. And that gives you a custom URL, which will also have that uh, custom tag. So those custom tags will have a list on um, Kickstarter and you'll be able to see who backed it after clicking on that link. And then the custom URL is more for Google Analytics and you'll be able to see like, and you'll be able to see if anybody used that link to click on your Kickstarter. Next tip for your Kickstarter, uh, when you're running a Kickstarter, is just the mindset. Know it's going to be a grind unless you have a huge audience. And then even at that, you need a huge Kickstarter audience. Like not everybody from your audience is going to even know what Kickstarter is. Just know that it's always a grind. Don't get down. Like this is my fourth Kickstarter and we're already halfway through and I'm still not at the goal. I'm getting close, you know, 1800 away. But you can't let that get you down. You got to keep sharing it. You got to share it every day. Every time you share it, uh, you're going to see you get more. You get more backers. So all that stuff is important. Just to have like a positive mindset. Learn from it. And that goes into my last tip: is make sure like you set goals, um, and then you can learn from this Kickstarter, and then improve it on your next one. Even if your Kickstarter isn't successful, you should be able to learn from it. What was your mistakes? Was it your video? Was it your page? Uh, was it your you didn't market it at all? Your social media? You know. Learn from it. Um, for this Kickstarter with Beastlands 1 and 2, I'm playing around with like Facebook ads and marketing the most I ever have. So I'm curious to see uh, if that will pay off, like actually putting in a few hundred dollars as like a marketing budget. And if it does, I'll let you guys know. Um, besides that, important statistics to know for your Kickstarter after your Kickstarter is your average pledge level. Like a really great average pledge level for like a single issue comic would be like around $28. My one for my average pledge level for Beastlands number one was about $22. Um, Kickstarter will tell you like the exact amount in the dashboard section of your Kickstarter, or you can just divide your amount raised by your number of backers, and that will tell you the average pledge level. 
And then another thing you want to know is your conversion percentage. Uh, Google Analytics will tell you that. They'll show you how many people actually visited your page from the start of your campaign to the end of it and how many people actually pledged. And you'll be able to find out your um, your conversion percentage, how many of those people that actually visited your page did you convert to buyers. And Kickstarters usually have a pretty high percentage. I mean, you can figure it out yourself just uh, using math, but uh, Google Analytics will tell you that. I mean, either way, you're going to need Google Analytics to figure out how many people were on your Kickstarter page from the start to the end of it. Uh, Kickstarter is not going to tell you that information. Um, and then another statistic is project followers, which is, I'm not sure about this 100%, but I think that is um, like people that hit the heart button to save your project for later, which is usually a lot. That's just the way Kickstarter is set up that a lot of people are going to wait. It's like that ticking clock and then the four, last 48 hours, you'll get a huge boost in pledges and money um, but on your Kickstarter dashboard page it'll actually show you project followers um, converted followers and then conversion rate so then by the time you hit the end of your campaign campaign you're gonna have a higher conversion rate of those followers because of the 48 hour email that Kickstarter sends out so you'll get a lot of those people converting um, I usually end that with like a 20% conversion rate for those actual project followers so that's important to pay attention to um, as long as you have a lot of project followers, even though if there's not a lot of converted yet, that's good. That means a lot of people are following your project and you have a chance of converting those. And then the last tip uh, for during your Kickstarter, another statistic one, but on your dashboard of your Kickstarter, when it's running live, even after it's already finished, you can check like, where is your money coming from? Is it coming from Kickstarter? or you have external referrers, or you have uh, custom referrers. The so custom referrers, that's like the actual tags that you make. And then uh, from Kickstarter, that's just people that find it organically. And then external referrers, that's just people that found your Kickstarter from maybe like social media or Reddit or anything else, but you didn't have like a custom tag on that link. Um, which this, and this Kickstarter for Beastlands 1 and 2 is a little weird for me because my custom referrers is way higher than it's ever been. Um, because I have more of a following now with my Kickstarter updates, my email list, uh, Facebook ads, like all that stuff I use custom tags for. Uh, so that's actually like my highest, that's 51% of my goal right now is from custom refers. And then usually from Kickstarter is like half of the money, which is 44%. And then, um, external referrals is like 3% right now. So if you compare that to Beastlands one, I got, I guess it went pretty viral on Twitter. So I got like a lot of traffic from there from Reddit. Um, so I got 59% of my money on Beastlands 1 from actual Kickstarter, only 5% from custom refers, and then 34% from external refers. So it's just interesting to see that. And um, that's why it's also important to use custom tags because you can see like how many people actually pledge from that certain link. Okay, those are like the last advanced little tips for running your Kickstarter and what to like think of and the mindset and what to keep track of. Now we'll get into fulfilling your Kickstarter. First is the printer. Um, there's a bunch of comic printers out there. There's different types of uh, printing. I'll probably do a whole episode on that. For my second Kickstarter for the Wild Cosmos number one, I used Regent Publishing. Um, they were okay. I had a lot of like defects and stuff, but that was also a paperback. That's the first paperback softcover issue I've ever done. So I don't know if that's just common with like paperback stuff that you have a lot of defects. But for Beastlands number one, I used Ninja Printing and like I didn't have any defects. They were great. They were fast. You can like expedite ship like a certain number of copies if you want to fulfill your Kickstarter faster, which I did. 
they have really good customer service and uh, they have a pretty user-friendly quote system where you can like input all of your uh, customization options right on their site and then it gives you an instant quote and then you can always email them if you have like any other options you want to make but for uh, Regent you kind of have to like go back and forth email um, and the quote can take like a few days sometimes so it's like a big with ninja printing is that instant quote but I really enjoy them I'm going to keep using ninja printing for now and I usually print my books at pretty high quality, which is going to cost me more, but it's just a personal thing. Like book design is really important to me. So I printed my cover. So I printed Beastlands 1 with a 10 point cover that was uh, had a matte finish. And then the interiors were 85 pound with a glossy finish. Next up is boxing your books. So you get them from the printer. Um, it can take anywhere like six to eight weeks, or if you expedite ship it, it could take uh, usually I think it's like two to three weeks, but mine got there in a week, it was really quick. So packaging your book is really important. I back a lot of Kickstarters and some people just use like envelopes and stuff and stuff arrives damaged, bent up. Um, for this Kickstarter, I used a different type of box called Gemini Comic Supplier, I think is the website. And they have these like foldable boxes where the comic is actually protected in there. And then I also bagged and boarded every comic. Like it's really important that that stuff doesn't come damaged. People aren't gonna like a damaged book, especially for mine that are supposed to be like collector items. So yeah, I highly recommend Gemini comic supplier boxes. Um, it's a little more expensive, but like I said, um, it's important that your stuff gets there safe and undamaged. Next up that I changed up for uh, Beastlands 1 compared to my previous Kickstarters was using like an actual like uh, shipping software where you can calculate the shipping postage yourself, pay for it, and then you print it out, slap it on the box. And then in the one that I use, stamps.com, it actually includes, uh, you don't have to pay any extra and a, uh, a postman will actually come to your door and pick up the books. So you don't ever have to go to the post office which is huge because for the Wild Cosmos number one, we had to take all of our boxed up books to the post office, wait in line, and then they have to manually type in all the information there. When you're dealing with a few hundred books, that's like your whole day right there. I mean, not to mention that lines at the post office usually suck anyways, but then you're holding up the line even more. So that's a game changer having, uh, I mean, they're usually paid memberships, but I know there's, I use stamps.com, they're great. There's also like ShipStation, um, I'm not sure who else there is, like AllPost, I think. Uh, but I, it's highly recommended just getting one of those softwares. You have to pay monthly, but they'll send you like a free scale so you can like weigh out your boxes. You just export the addresses directly from Kickstarter into the software, and then it'll just print up the label, which goes into my next point, which is buying a thermal printer. Um, this will cost you like a couple hundred dollars on uh, Amazon, I used a Dymo 4XL and it's, uh, I've heard they last pretty long. So, you know, you're going to spend a couple hundred dollars on this now, but, but it should last you over the years for however many Kickstarters you end up doing. Um, and it worked out great. You just buy these, uh, sticky labels and it's a thermal printer. So it just prints out the actual shipping label. You put it on the box and then it's good to go. You just have to wait for your postman to come and pick up your boxes. So that's a more advanced, but it's it's a, it's a game changer and it beats going to the post office and having to wait for them to make labels and all that. And then one more thing that I learned from my Beastlands 1 Kickstarter that I'm taking into this next Kickstarter for Beastlands 1 and 2 is my shipping budget. I built in like at least 1500 for a shipping budget because I spend a lot on shipping. Especially with international shipping, it's super expensive. And with these Gemini boxes that I'm using, yeah, it's higher quality, but it's going to cost more to ship. It's like over $22 to ship internationally. 
unless you're going to like Canada or Mexico. Um, it's usually like 23 something, I think, um, with these boxes. So for Beastlands 1, I probably spent uh, definitely over $1,000. I think it was like around 1300 ish on shipping. So you expect to spend a lot on shipping. Uh, make sure you build that into your budget. Uh, shipping prices aren't going down anytime soon, I don't think. And then lastly, there's um, there's these like fulfillment software companies that you can use, um, like Backerkit and Crowdox. And I've never used them for my previous three campaigns, but I'm gonna use it this time for Beastlands One and Two. You can like sell like a la carte books extra, like after your campaign. And I've heard people can make a lot of money sometimes like that. Um, anybody who wants to buy extra books. I just like never had enough things available in the past um, to actually like want to use it and you have to give them a percentage of what you make or like pay a fee up front. So I'll see how it goes. I'll let you know if I like it or not, um, if a lot of people actually buy that stuff. I mean, if you think about it, this is people that is already giving you money for your Kickstarter. So there's a good chance they want to buy extra copies. You can sell like the variant covers on there and stuff. So I'll see how that works out. So that's my fulfillment tips. I changed up a lot of things compared to the Wild Cosmos number one to Beastlands number one, and then changing up a few more things for Beastlands one and two. So you're constantly learning every Kickstarter, getting better at this. Like I said, remember, Kickstarting mindset, it's gonna be a grind um, until you get to like that nine campaigns, 10 campaigns, 15 campaigns, where you have that Kickstarter audience that's gonna come out and back your stuff in the first two days, and you get that goal in the first two days. I'm on my fourth campaign, and it's still a grind. We're trying to hit that goal still, so. Just remember, kickstarting, uh, don't expect to like to just have one Kickstarter and be like a huge success. It's going to be a grind, but you can do it. All right, that's it for this week. Um, like I said, it's brought to you by my Kickstarter for Beastlands 1 and 2, beastlandscomic.com, or my Patreon, patreon.com slash curtisclow. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at curtiswriterc. Have a good one, everyone. 